walrus saved your life? Why are you doing this? Are you really mourning your humanity? I don't understand. Who in the hell would want to be human? From writer, director, and podcaster, Kevin Smith. I'm so scared. This guy wants to turn me into an animal or something. I don't want to die in Canada. Tusk. Oh, sometimes. A Trisket tastes so good in my mouth. Oh, sometimes. A Trisket tastes so good in my mouth. Hello, everybody. This week, we are brought to you by Triscuits. Even though we are not being endorsed by Triscuit, we're still brought to you by them because I just ate a Triscuit. And whole, is it Triscuits? They are delicious. I mean, they're so good. Um, And they're so salty and they resonate in your mouth in a way that makes you remember them. More on Triscuits later because this is just the intro of the podcast. Special episode. By the way, it's special because the podcast is back. I apologize profusely and sincerely for how long I have not covered the news in. I have been needing to experience a new flow in life for a moment and absorb all the crazy things happening in the world because the world is in a crazy place right now. And I don't always want, I'm not able to react in real time at all times. Sometimes cataclysmic, world-changing events and entertaining pop culture things and some personal journeys. Take some time of reflection before you become the new you. I'm the new me now. Oh, sometimes. Oh, sometimes. I got a feeling. Yeah. That I never, never gleam. Oh, sometimes. And of course, Lord knows he couldn't make it through my intro before I introduce him to chime in. You know it to be true because he is an irrepressible heart and a comedic talent that knows no bounds. You will hear in a moment this episode of the news of last week on earth back at your brain trust i won't never let you down at least not for too long um we're back and on that note uh the show is starting right now isis crisis ice bucket challenges the nfl implodes Hurricane in Cabo San Lucas. The iPhone 6 comes out. Ben Morrison and Ben Glee both got them and bought them. We'll discuss them as well. Miley Cyrus, my friend's house. Hollywood's box office woes. Next round of celebrity hacker photo leaks. The continued implosion of the NFL. I already said that. I just spit all over my computer screen. And the 40,000-man climate change march. All this and more during this. Last week on Earth with Ben Glebe. Whoops. To an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. But did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? Self-history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. Can we all get along? Karen, our yeah. film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? 
Yes, it is true. We are back, Brain Trust. I apologize for my extended absence. I had some sick days accumulated, and I had to call them in. Um, I went to Burning Man, um, and literally got a weird cough after Burning Man that I still have, so uh, it's legitimate as well. But also, you know, just it's been a crazy time um, my life. Idiot Test premiered to really good ratings, doing a ton of press. Network's very happy. It's going great. People seem to be enjoying the show. And it's been a very, very fun time to be able to be hosting a show that people are liking. It's really cool after the – and also went through the emotional shock of Chelsea Lately ending. It was an sh- emotional shock for me. This has been the major uh, outlet for my career and the major sh- just show that has built up my comedic sensibility to a national and international audience with Chelsea Lately. And I just love the show more than anything. And it was seven years of my life. It's all of my professional career and especially the more successful part of it is on that show. And it's thanks to that show. And, you know, I just have had to process. And then also during that America went to war again and um, everybody started throwing ice on each other. Everybody's like, maybe, 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 People are so afraid of ISIS, they're putting ice on themselves. People heard that ice is a protective barrier against ISIS, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know all the answers. I just bring up the questions. To understand me. Hello. I am Antonio Banderas. And it's so good being back here on Last Week on Earth podcast with all of you in the brain tracks. And the reason for it is because I need an escape from my wife. The lovely Melanie Griffey. Anyway, I have to run, like always. So I wanted to say I love you, Ben Gleam. It's great being with you again, the Brain Trust. And I'm very excited for Ben Morrison's return to this podcast. Who, if I may do the honors, I would like to bring him on right now. Please welcome. I can't thank you, Ben. I guess you'll go ahead, Antonio. Welcome to the podcast. The comedian, the star of the last two seasons ago, I've punked. The, uh, the comedic... Uh, um, he's a very talented man and uh, recurring role on NCIS and uh, he's never a fuck man any creepy <laughs> my wife a couple times yes a couple times it's true hey, look come on we talked about this before. I apologize to you because we had the whole power of Jumi and Melanie like is we said know, it would be cool all three of us are a thing. We said it would be cool, but it becomes I mean, more difficult emotionally for me. But you brought me into this whole thing. Uh, all three of us are a family, a sexual family. And that's what I was led to believe the whole time. And then this time, this time, after all three of us do our thing, our sexual thing, it's I, hot, it's I'm, spicy. I'm sorry, you misheard. Come on, I said sexual. Antonio. I didn't say sexual family. I said sexual fantasy. You misheard me. Maybe my accent is too thick. Are you saying my accent is too thick to understand? And that is what has ultimately been the roadblock in, road in my career that has been hard hey, to surpass. Hey, Armano, Armano, Armano. Armano? Who the fuck is Armano? Are you cheating on me and Melanie Griffey? I am Antonio. 
is a good uh, arrested development reference. But you brought me into this whole thing. You gave me the suit with the leather to touch her, to, to take photos on you. You take photos the whole time. You take photos. Of what we do, it's a whole fantasy photo thing. It's because if it doesn't get documented, it never happened. It never happened. That's what you say. Exactly. It never happened. You had siren in the distance. That was crazy. What was it? it sounded almost like a like like a World War Two era. Oh like my God. seek shelter siren. Oh, oh, sometimes I get a gleaming. Before we get into news of the week, I must share a personal story as I always do up front. I uh, had a real. I failed my own idiot test today. I super glued seven of my fingers. Oh, that's a good story. Fingertips of my fingertips. Tell them what happened. Um. Uh, I tried to adjust a piece of ceramic on my lamp that broke that was super glued, <laughs> and I completely like didn't realize how much super glue was put onto the, the piece when I tried to fix it and just touched it with seven fingers. I'm like, no, 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 it should be put in like this. And I handled it from seven different angles. I'm like mm, jamming it in there, and then I'm like, oh, my hands are getting sticky. I'm like, oh, shit, I just super glued seven of my fucking fingertips. Instantly, I had no feeling at all. My fingertips it was hardening. I didn't know what to do. My first thought was, how am I going to operate my new iPhone 6 with thumbs that are covered in glue? The fingerprint recognition will never work. I won't even recognize the heat of my fingers to operate the phone. I might be phoneless. That was my first concern with losing touch. And I thought the touch of a woman. That was my second touch uh, sense I was afraid to lose. And I realized now I had a conundrum. I have fast drying super glue on my fingertips. And it's really hard to Google how to remove super glue on your fingertips when your fingers are covered in drying glue. I can't glue up my whole fucking keyboard. What do I do? I, I knew I had two, three fingers. I was hoping I had no glue and I had to kind of hunt and peck real quick. You're, 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 you're pink, you pinky panicked. I pinky panicked for sure. I was going pinky in the other little bitch little finger next to it. <laughs> I don't know what you call it. The little piggy went. What the hell do you went, call that? Went finger? wiki. This little piggy went wiki. You know what I'm saying? Not wicker, middle. Ring finger. Ring, you man. ring finger panic. It's weird. Ring finger panic. Yes. It's so weird. It's weird here. So Ha ha. I'm Nicholas Cage. How are you, Ben and Ben? There's two of you, and that's a strange combination. That's all I'm saying. Which finger's the ring finger? <laughs> um. So. Oh. Yeah, anyway, um, so I hunt-pecked, and I saw a WikiHow answer with seven down. solutions. I tried several of them. I got detergent, laundry detergent, one-third in a warm bo- cup with water, <laughs> a bowl of water, and was dipping my hands in laundry detergent. But I just said I bought the cheap laundry detergent. I bought $3 back-to-basics instead of $18 tie that I've always bought. And I'm like, why do I have weaker one today? So it wasn't coming off great. Then another one of the solutions said alcohol. So I got some alcohol, old like fake mustache makeup alcohol, and rubbed it on my fingers. And it spilled it everywhere. And it wasn't working, but it's held you for 15 minutes in there. 15 minutes. And then was scrubbing them with a toothbrush and a hard side of a sponge between uh, after the 15 minutes. Tried to got a lot of it off, I think. But my fingertips still, I'll be honest, Ben, they feel numb and remo- removed a feeling. I feel less of a man. <laughs> I room of remove a feeling. My fingertips stop working. <laughs> yeah, I lost my sense of touch and now I can't for shit and it really freaks me out. My fingers are fucked up. Yeah. Oh, sometimes you super glue your fingers together. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God you super glue them together. At least they're just individually numb. 
on the ends of them, <laughs> which is not cool. Um, you ever seen a uh, Police Academy? Of like, course, it's one of the best series. I think I saw all six of them. Okay, good. You get the reference. So there's the time that uh, uh, Mahoney super yeah. uh, super glue something to the uh, the shampoo. Replaced Yo, his, sh- yeah. his shampoo with super glue, yeah. and, they, they, and his hands got stuck in his hair. And uh, my advice to you is Captain Mahoney uh, is uh, well, Mahoney is Gutenberg, and who is the uh, uh, who is the bad guy? Right, the, the guy bad. who they super glued was uh, not Lassard. That's oh, the good no, guy, Captain. He's, uh, he's the, the good guy, Captain. Funky Bruiser. Funky Bruiser's father. So he's the guy, guy that was on the uh, the show with Kira Sedgwick, the closer. TL, I didn't something know all that. Barry. TL something Barry, famous <laughs> actor. Anyway, he's the hard ass. Yep. Bad guy detective. Mahoney glues his hands to his head. They see him in the hospital and he goes, What are you going to do? And he goes, Oh, they glue his mouth shut. He goes, I have to wait for the fucking glue to wear off. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you are right now. Yeah. I mean, not in my mouth, and, but, but I'm a man without touch. I've lost the. It's so weird. Aww. Right when I get a fingerprint ID phone. So let's talk about the iPhone then and start with that. Glebe puts his thumb to the iPhone 6 and it goes, You've lost that love and feeling. Oh, that love and feeling. You've lost that love and feeling. Now it's gone, gone, gone. Isis, Isis. You fucking up the world real quick. Doom, doom, doom. And if you'd only stop all this killing, yeah. Isis, Isis, please stop killing everybody. Cause Obama and the world And the world And the world's gonna fuck you up Uh, yeah, come on It's the truth We even got a coalition of multiple Arab nations Trying to take ISIS back down to the station Back to their own virtual plantation Where they couldn't be free to fuck up the world As they've been desiring Cause they a bunch of aggressive badass bastards They're gangsters and they're fucking murderers And the world has no choice but to stop it out To stomp it out, to squash it out Just like you've been pitching it out Yeah Isis, Isis, why do you persist, persist? Yeah, and is it Isis or ISIL or IS, Islamic State? You got four different names and that's harder than the caliphate to get dominion back over the world map and you're willing to stop at nothing to do that. And that's the true goal of the mission of what the Abu Baker al-Baghdadi he's the head of it and he used to be in American prison and now he wants to take over the world and that's the exact truth and that's the exact plan that he is trying to pull out yeah why 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 does the world why 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 does the ocean why to the sand why does ISIS have such a fucked up why do you 
Such a fucked up master plan. Purses. Isis, just chill on this. Just put that shit on ice. Shit, just stop being such dicks. Listen to me, Isis. I hope that you would stop being such dicks. And I wish that you wouldn't create such an international world crisis. Isis, why don't you stop that shit? Because you're going to get crushed. By the world. Today we behead a thousand years of progress. Holla, la, la, la. Holla is the Jewish bread. Holla back, y'all. Holla. I think I speak for the entire world when I speak as President Obama did and said, the situation with ISIL is that we must unite as a nation and as a world community in stomping out and decaying and eventually destroying this grave terrorist threat. An existential threat on our whole planet and our values and everything we hold dear. I don't know if he said anything in that address. <laughs> um, some people have said that this launch now of essentially a war, and exactly a war on ISIS, the Islamic, the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria that the Obama administration refused ISIS. to call that. They called them ISIL because they don't want to say Syria because the they, they didn't want to have to. Archer on FX. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the reference. I don't watch the show. I should. Archer, uh, that, that's the like, shadowy terrorist group on Archer. Is oh, ISIS. Oh, oh, really? They're at war with ISIS. Oh, no that's way. Bumbling Archer. Oh, almost. no kidding. Yeah. Wow. It's just like, almost as like pre-written as... Nine one one. I don't know what that means, but I'm okay with that. September 11th, we dialed nine one one when we're in panic, and right. that happened on nine one one. Right, I mean, come on. Right, and then um, when they when the terrorists explained what they did on nine eleven, they released that information on four one one. What? Hey, yo, what? what? ISIS. So, um, some some are saying some have been critiquing Obama, saying that he essentially is doing what George Bush did by taking the nation to war without debate, without even Congress's approval, and creating this multi this global coalition to take out this terrorist organization that will last many many years. That is essentially launching war that won't stop, can't stop, won't stop. To quote Miley Cyrus, it can't stop, can't stop, and it won't stop. Taking out these terrorist groups, making sure they won't do what they want to do, and they can't stop, and they won't stop. I hope all the peep, 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 people in the world can fall asleep when ISIS out, when they stomped out. ISIS won't be around no more to cause chaos, terror, and to break your home. They can't stop. But guess what? They will stop. Guess what? Because we're going to crush ISIS straight down. We can't let evil happen in our town. <laughs> 
<laughs> in our town. Yeah. That's the biggest illusion they've sold is that like some idiot in North Carolina would ever be affected by the Islamic State Jihadi group. I mean, Might this not be the next in a line of paraded out terrifying things? Um yeah, I mean, look, that's a very serious accusation people made against Obama that he essentially is taking us into this, you know, gl- global war. They're saying today that in, in Russia they're afraid of ISIS. ISIS apparently made a declaration today that they want to kill Australian people. I saw that. Um, I don't know what that's. This is just a random pet peeve of theirs? Because, apparently, uh, some major ISIS plot to blow up a- Australian people in Australia was foiled. So they... Redouble their efforts just to say, like, you must kill any Australian. Say what? Australian. Sound like you said Israeli. Wouldn't that be great if the way you foiled terrorist plots was literally just to wrap the terrorists in tinfoil, like a huge, like, man-sized roll, and just cover their heads, quickly wrap around their bodies, and just they can't move towards their terrorist plot anymore. Make them like a potato. Exactly. Put sour cream and butter in there, and then that's our new waterboarding. It's it's baked potatoing. <laughs> what if the tribes come out? They're like, okay, we'll talk. <laughs> that's what they bring out the enormous, comically sized baked potato flipper slash pancake palette. <laughs> They're like, all right, put it away. Oh my god. Dun, dun. I, I so miss doing this podcast. <laughs> I so miss it. I miss it, and I miss all of you. And um, I apologize again. Aww. Um Outside opinion. So, as Glebe's good friend, he cares about the brain trust. He's getting a little choked up. I really do. I really do. But sometimes you got to go on your life journeys. You know what I mean? Glebe's like, hey, your friends are proud, man. So before we uh, briefly talk about Burning Man, explain to people what that experience is Ooh. like. Please don't put the cup on the wood. Not, Are you out of your for mind? One second, I did it. Out of your God mind, it, dude. I mean, you're worse than ISIS. You are literally like the Hannibal for coaster. You're, you're worse than ISIS. You're classless. Jesus, you're, have you you're, seen Dexter? You're like Dexter for getting rid of all the coaster. And that's not the only way I'm like Dexter. So don't ever not fucking use a coaster again. You haven't seen Dexter, have you? No, but I know he doesn't talk about that. <laughs> but he's a killer. And I was trying to be Killery. I was being my own version of Killery. Really? Yeah. Killery. Here's how I would really try to be creepy if I wanted you to think I might kill you if you ever put your glass on my fucking table again without the thing. Ready? Here's how I do it. Ben, I'm not fucking around. I never want to see you put your beer or any fucking glass of liquid that I provide you in my house onto my wooden table. When you risk damaging for good my table, that table to me is worth more than you, okay? That's an item that's rare from a clothing store that is out of business. Your parents could fuck again anytime. So if I ever see you put your fucking wet glass on my wood again, I will get serious about it. Was that convincing or no? You know, I have Crohn's. I shit myself a little bit. It's a wet shit. Okay. Wet. Why? That is the grossest thing you could have said. Why do you have to be so gross? I have such a damning character voice that is nothing but condemning to me. Now you're giving me guilt? Fair. You are the most Jewish female bro I've ever had. (laughs) What does that mean? I really don't know what that means. Uh, Burning Man. No, no, no. I asked, I'm asking you one serious question about ISIS. Do you yeah. think there is, in our, our approach to eradicating them, do you think that 
that is a fair criticism. Should the world debate whether or not we want to have a multi? If it was going to be a, a month, great. But it seems like they're already saying that it's going to take a long time to eradicate ISIS. And Obama because... promised to not deploy ground troops, but that probably will change. The generals all kind of usurped him at the UN and yeah. said, we may need ground troops, just so you know. Look, the advantage of ISIS in the wake of al-Qaeda. The advantage of ISIS? Please finish that sentence. Al-Qaeda, the shitty ISIS, is just, I mean, it just seems, it seems too nebulous to be a real thing. Huh? What it is. It just... The fuck does that mean? It seems too nebulous to be a real thing. Okay, the idea of total war, okay? Like, previously we had two countries we did it in, Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah. Now we have this new super evil group that's everywhere. Right, right. So we can now justify bombing Oh, anywhere. yeah, actually trying to eradicate evil like George Bush wanted to do. So maybe it is a fair comparison then. Well, is that what of... you think it is? Do you think Obama think the, finally the realized advantage... he was wrong attacking the war... The the freedom the freedom agenda as George W. Bush called it, um, wanting to spread freedom and destroy quote unquote evil. Obama it seems now actually has taken that philosophy completely and said, okay, maybe you're right. Of course but, he and has. ISIS is the opportunity to do that. Of course he has because he's a second term, uh, um, midterm election president whose popularity has been waning the whole fucking time because yeah. Republicans hate him so much. He's been little waning. Little waning? The Republicans hate him so much. Sorry. He, he's been a wet fart in the Okay, why? Can you stop that? Dry fart? I, I, don't, I don't like bathroom humor. Look, I really as, dislike it. I think like my listeners me, also dislike it. So don't do it twice in a row. I think it's gross. This is after your... Okay. Yeah, because mine wasn't gross. It was funny serial killer character that wasn't saying gross things. So, I didn't even graphically talk about how I wanted to cut through your very flesh and hold your intestines I in my fucking hand. say that. I said wet fart. You said it a third time. No, I didn't. Ben, you just said some... I don't want you to ever say that again. But I didn't... No more wet, defecating anything, okay? But what you said was... That I wanted to kill you for putting a coaster, not using a coaster on my table. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. You said hippopotamus head on the wall? That could be your fucking head on the wall. Oh, he's been away for a while. Brain trust. It's been a process of rebuilding. It's been a long time. Now I'm coming back home. I've been away now. Oh, how I've been alone. Wait. Till I come back to your side Till I find those tears we hide And it's been long And I've been wrong And it's been good As good as I can be It's been a long time Now I'm don't Coming back home, oh, I've been oh, away oh, oh, now. Oh, how I've been alone. Wait till I come back to your side. Come here, come here. Till I find those dreams we had. Oh, oh, oh. That was, of course, the Beatles' wait um, cover by the Benz. Yep. Um, so. I know that would be a great time to transition to a different story, but I still need one last moment of resolution on ISIS, and that is this. Do you think that rationale, now the Bush-Obama doctrine maybe 
if I can coin a term, because it's true, I'm realizing. Um, will it be effective? Is it morally just to do that, to just take... I mean, I should be morally just to take down evil, as my parents convinced me of today, because I was forming a thought process and argument that maybe it was not even worthwhile to take down ISIS because they're not currently such a threat and they've killed so few people just compared to even like gun deaths in our country of 12,000 a year, even heart disease, cancer. It's like if we tackled any one of those, we would save many more lives than a foreign policy that arguably puts us in a place where we, these incursions always create many more America haters and many more jihadists. You know, like you said, like heart disease. I mean, like, could you imagine like we're fighting ISIS and it's going to cost us $8 billion to fight ISIS. Could you imagine if we put $8 billion towards fighting, like, heart diseases or cancerous or tumorous? We just, like, the thing that gets me about ISIS is, like, I believe in the um, uh, Eisenhower doctrine. Eisenhower doctrine. Good. They even got him. But, I mean, anyone who's a fan of history, and especially the militarization of the U.S., it, it would behoove you to YouTube search for Eisenhower's final speech, and it is fucking fascinating. Is it the military-industrial complex speech? Eisenhower was a general who was made into a wartime president, and uh, his final address to the country, his final address, I mean, this is his legacy, is this incredibly tripped-out, straight-up warning about allowing America to turn into the military-industrial complex. It's the, name, it's the name of the speech is the military-industrial complex speech. And it's amazing because he's, he's a president. And this is his final address. And it's like this crazy, almost like LSD, like paranoid fantasy about America becoming a country ruled by constant and unending, unending warfare paid for by the capitalist structure of the country which would continually produce more terrifying enemies to perpetuate the capitalist buy-in of warfare materials. Benny, uh, you, you, you said it pretty good, but I mean, why not let um, President Eisenhower say it? Load it up, dog. Why not let President Eisenhower say it? The President of the United States, my fellow Americans. We now stand 10 years past the midpoint of a century that has witnessed four major wars among great nations. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society, 
in the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together. Damn. I mean, damn. Um, do you think then that the one thing I can say fairly confidently, I think, is that I actually am starting to really believe that this this doctrine is the way to go because there should not be evil backwards motherfuckers in this world who get to hold the world hostage. We should really unleash this world coalition plus Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, and all the all the guys. Well. The Expendables 3 bombed. And it looks like we're going to start the expe- bombing again. I wish The Expendables 3 would bomb ISIS. If, if they're they so could, good at bombing, why don't they just actually they could send bomb? send those 22 aging motherfuckers in to get ISIS. Do you know how scared ISIS would be if they saw all of those guys? They clearly know Hollywood. They just released its Hollywood-style yeah. trailer this week, a propaganda video, inspired by Hollywood explosion movies. They would freak the fuck out. We just got to write some great lines for Stallone and Statham and Schwarzenegger. I mean, literally, could you imagine that they turn the corner and Arnold's like, come over here, ISIS. I'd like to have a talk with you for a moment. And they're like, what the fuck? And, and they walk over and then Sylvester Stallone's sitting there smoking a cigar in the corner and he goes, good pot. Let me, uh, let me tell you one thing, okay? If you're gonna fuck with the world one more fucking time, I am gonna make sure that you never walk again. I'll make sure you never drive tank. I love you so hard, and I love your impressions. But that's 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 Down syndrome, Stallone. That's Down Stallone drome. Allow me to explain something to you, from me. Statham explanation. Allow me to explain one bloody fucking thing to you, right now, from me. <laughs> if you ever one more time criticize my good friend Ben Greaves' impression of Sylvester Stallone, what I would do to you is take your face, slowly wrap. A drippled, condensated ring fort around your eyes. Ring fort? Is that a new word? Beneath your fucking lips. And I will press your face slowly on my wooden lift-top coffee table until your fucking face leaves a permanent ring on my coffee table just as a fucking bloody reminder. What a stupid bloke you were to ever try and fuck with us. The Expendable 3 and the entire world. 
it's not my fault that doing drugs to fit in be part of the crowd. I'm just muffled that. What was that? Was Corky from Life Goes On, uh, Down Syndrome, Rambo, PSA, Bam. I ask you very seriously so many times to not make every offensive joke that pops into your head. And you do it. And I disavow oh, those statements. That's fine. Just you own them. Write your co- complaints to at Ben the Morrison. I do not authorize <laughs> yeah, or ben endorse. The Morrison at Gmail. Did you not oh, that's hear? That's his actual email. Bombard not, him with complaints. Did you not hear the you, rape? Or, or compliments. Glebe, you did a 10-minute rape fantasy monologue before chastising me for being inappropriate. Rape fantasy In the Statham voice, do you remember the shit you say when you're in character? When did I do a rape fantasy I will fantasy take monologue? your face. Yeah? I will smash it against the bricks. I will actually pump it with my genitalia. Now I'm afraid that that's how you get off because what does that mean? I just said I would press your face lightly onto a table until it left a coaster ring on my table as a reminder of you leaving coaster rings and that's a rape fantasy to and you? I get inappropriate? Yeah. Mine was funny and, and silly and yours was a Down syndrome joke. I'll push your face on the table till I leave an Im- imprint of your very silhouette. That's funny. And it leaves oh, rings now you're just being for sensitive. the coasters on, as a warning to my other coffee drinking guests. Jesus Christ. I'm trying so hard here, man. Oh. Grand relaunch. Oh, that's fucking great. Um, I bet if you jump the fence of the White House, you'd get tackled. That guy. Let's tell the story. Man jumps fence at White House. Gets all the way to front door of White House without being stopped by by Secret Service. Opens the door and enters the White House. How far did he get? I don't know. I understand he like read a book for about an hour and a half. He played words with friends from Michelle's iPad. Concentric? No. Tutored Malia and chemistry for about thirty minutes. It's not crazy. It was like the best tutor ever. It's like a new Mr. Belvedere plot for a sitcom. Is <laughs> a crazed Iraq war veteran jumps over the fence and knocks down the china, throws his jacket off, and goes, "Wesley, <laughs> Sasha, Malia, where's your father? Is Barack around? No. Great. Now you can learn some real lessons." He gives heartfelt lessons to the first family. Streaks on the front lawn. <laughs> Kids inside the White House. Oh, yeah. When he pulls out oh a pocket God. knife and says, I'm staying for a while. Oh, my God. Who cares? <laughs> According to our new arrival, <laughs> my approach is mere survival, but I just won't get to pass security yet. Bum, bada, bum, bum, bum. Bum, bada, bum, 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 bum. Bump. One of the reasons you're my homie <clears throat> is that of all the theme oh, songs like I grew good. up with, I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. The Belvedere is the one I can't remember. And you just Are you serious? brought it Streaks back. on the channel. Never been there before. Who cares? When you drop kick your jacket when I came through the door, no one's there. Drop kick your you. jacket? Yeah, yeah. That's not the lyric. I know, that's the one lyric. I always thought it said that. <laughs> and somebody else says something that makes more sense once. And I'm like, oh yeah. But I think it still says <laughs> it doesn't say drop kick your well, let's jacket. Let Eisenhower say it for himself. <laughs> Sometimes things get turned around and no one's spared. All hands 
out below. There's a change in the status quo. Gonna need all the help that we can get. According to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival. We just might live the good life yet. That's the best. Wow. That is the best right there. Um, that was one of the best shows so ever, too. Blown. It was one of the funniest shows. Mind So Blow was such a subversive theme song. Was it? Yeah. What was subversive about it? Maybe I missed it. To me, uh, like, uh, I was telling Ben, like, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of television growing up, and theme songs are a big part of, like, my psyche. And for some reason, the Mr. Belvedere one is the one that, like, I cannot pull up in the file. And you, you totally brought it back. That was almost too intelligent. Like the lyrics seem to me like a, what does no, it say to you? Mere survival. It's just, it seems like we're all fucked, and Mr. Belvedere is the one thing that can get us through these crazy, uh, uh, you know, Armageddon that's, waves. That's not exactly what it says. It says the exact opposite of that. It says according to our according to our new arrival, according to Mr. Belvedere. Okay. Life is more than mere survival. Are we really going to do this? It's not just about surviving ISIS and these trenched up threats and all the things that, that we get scared of. Okay, These, these em, em, empowered forces that create this military industrial complex and uh-huh. this permanent war footing that we find ourselves in a fear. Life's not about that, about being afraid, about being pushed into corners. Life is about, about living the good life yet. We just might live the good life. He was this cultured British butler who taught them some class, yeah. taught them how to live the high life. Uh-huh. And the na- the best friend of the daughter, the blonde ditzy girl, was the funniest character ever when she never could even get his name right in like seven seasons. She'd always say, hi, Mr. Bumper Sticker. Hey, Mr. Butterball. I would love Mr. To watch. Butterfinger. Do we have any episodes on? Okay, I'm not going to listen to an episode right now of Mr. Belvedere. Okay, like way brought me back. But man. we could play a clip, maybe because you got a clip because people then you got a clip. You got a clip. You got a clip because then no way you ain't got no clip. You got a clip. I'll say I search Belvedere clip, but it's obviously just going to I Mr. Belvedere Halloween episode that. clip. But Halloween's coming. Are you want to do that? I was kind of saying what you're saying. Like, what is in the beginning? Like what it's is? Kinda, I was getting there. Like the deep thought. A Belvedere deep thought. What do you mean? I, mean? I was kind of saying that, what you said. Who was? Me. You were saying what? What you said. I know, but when were you saying it? Uh, right before you started saying it. I see what you're saying. Here's a clip of Mr. Belvedere moving out of the Owens family's house. Let's see if that uh, explains something, okay? Okay. Or do you want to hear Mr. Belvedere Halloween episode clip? No, we need Mr. Belvedere in it. So here we go. Mr. Belvedere's pissed. He finally had enough of the family, obviously, and he's about to leave. Okay? <laughs> but it's a long clip, so I'm only going to play a little portion of it because it's three and a half minutes. I'm going to play maybe a minute of it. Here it sure. Comes. I'm ready. The cab's outside, then. Well, as you know, I was never one to long goodbyes. George, after your many threats, I'm glad you never fired me. Yeah, me too. Don't take any wooden bananas. Okay, this is the worst clip to possibly play because it's like the one very sad clip from the show. Oh, wooden bananas, man! Come on, make the point that we're going to do. I was choking up. I was choking up. I don't think there's any good clips available. Wooden bananas, and this is a problem. That that was good. Mm, Nope, was good. Not great. 
Not great. Oh, Here's the podcast tip for you all aspiring podcasters out there. Don't randomly try to play a TV clip from a show from a long time ago, assuming it's going to be great, and ends up being very sad. That is... Um, I think you're being... Only you could make it great, Glebo. I'm just going to have to play one of the Mr. Belvers on them, but you get a sense of the comedy of the show here. Mr. Belver Halloween episode clip. In this clip, Heather, Tracy Wells, the daughter of the family, wants to wear a sexy French maid costume to a Halloween party, but her parents won't allow her to wear it. And here is that clip. So she goes, wait, so she goes against her parents' wishes, okay? And in this scene, Heather comes down the stairs wearing the sexy French maid costume. Anyway, and let me tell you something. You have wanted you to play this Halloween clip the whole time. I know I have. That was my secret. I, can, I know you well enough to know. That, that was my like... motive ulterior. By the way, this grapefruit juice I'm drinking is so potent and rich and delicious and amazing. It's just grapefruit. Mm, it's so strong. It's um, literally so just grapefruit Take juice. my word for it. It's so good. Huh? I feel like we're grapefruit Jews because they're so tasty. Was the Halloween episode thumbnail on YouTube sexy? Is that why? Let me show you how hot she is coming down this this staircase in a French maid outfit. I mean, Uh, she was never even my flavor. Oh, that's why you wanted the Halloween episode the whole time. No, it's not. It didn't contribute a little bit. It just seemed the right length and it seemed the right time of year. It's approaching October. Halloween's coming. (laughs) That's why I thought it. Okay. Okay. Why do you doubt me? But here it is. Here she comes walking down the stairs in a hot French maid outfit. The rest, and then her little brothers, who think she's going to interact with. Maybe Mr. Belvedere will be surprised at the end. Who knows? Who knows? So, what do you think? Coffee, tea, or me? Heather, what are you wearing? It's my costume for the Halloween dance. I'm going as the upstairs maid. Well, you're going to stay upstairs in that outfit. Oh, come on, Dad. Look, honey, it's very flattering. I just think it's a little too revealing. Well, the dance is in a couple days. What am I going to go as? Why don't you go naked? Then everybody will think you're Miss Piggy. I've got to get to class. Ooh, I'm ready. Wesley, you are a creep. Wesley, leave your sister alone. Come here. Hey. Are they gone? Yeah. Let's go. Hey, wait up. Your boyfriend is in a night guest date. is in a night costume. Full metal. Now they come back from the <laughs> dance. You? End of the night. They're coming back. What are you doing in your brother's armor? Well, it was my first real dance, and I wanted to look sexy, so I wore that outfit you didn't want me to wear. Oh, Heather. But when I got there, all these seniors wouldn't leave me alone, so I made Kevin give me his costume. So what's he wearing? Remember, you owe me one. Of course, he walks in in the French maid costume. I remember seeing that live, and, and um, that was her brother, not her date. I apologize for that. Oh, then uh, here at the I, end, for the last six seconds, Mr. Belvedere writes something in his book. Uh, I think it's going to happen right now. My first American Halloween is behind me now. I've just returned from a pill. Well, that obviously the clip ends in the middle. Again, <laughs> once again, proving don't randomly play a clip on your podcast. You've never we, checked before, unless it's Eisenhower speech worked out pretty good. We've had so few Belvedere sightings on this podcast. How long have we been recording for so far? Long enough. Can you tell me how long? Because uh, there are other topics we got to hit. We can do a thunder round where we go quickly. I'm, I'm, how long 47 minutes. 47 already. Okay. We're having a great time, though. I know, but, you know, we got to keep moving. Oh, so we sang Miley Cyrus' song. Allow me to plug a very important, very cool charity. Miley Cyrus, who's a very sweet human being, um, is trying to help the organization My Friend's House. Just go to Miley Cyrus's Facebook page, facebook.com slash Miley Cyrus. There's a video there where she explains more about it. And donate to My Friend's House if you can. They're trying to 
end youth homelessness, which is a very important goal. Um, pe- you know, people shouldn't be homeless in general. Certainly children not and young all. people should not be homeless because they haven't even had a chance to make their own life yet. So that is a cruelty that needs to be eradicated. And I hope people support that because if we as a society can't, can't make sure that our young don't have shelter, we are failing as human beings. Not to get overly serious, but yeah. so this is what my mom did. Made you sleep outside all the time. Well, she pioneered it. pioneered the public housing program in Massachusetts. When she left, she was responsible for seventy thousand families. Wow, that's cool. Keep a home over their head. And she Amazing. pioneered the whole like work welfare to work program in Mass, like transitioning because like. Not a lot of men in the public housing scene. It's all women stuck with the kids, mm-hmm. learning to work like nine jobs and raise a kid. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a dilemma because it's harder to run away when the kid comes out of you. Like they know you're the mom. He's like kind of like literally physically connected to you. Yeah, until as they, a guy, I'm, yeah. I'm just like I'm in an Uber, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Another excellent charity that's working to eradicate homelessness in Los Angeles of families is LA Family Housing, and they find homeless families. Another very sad situation. Was that the, uh, the really put them. great event I went to you with? Went with me too. Yep. Yes, went to you with me. Mm-hmm. They're an amazing organization, LAFH.org, if you want to check out what they do. But they tried to end uh, homelessness for families, take them off the streets, put them in temporary housing at first, where they give them skills, parenting classes, put the kids in educational programs. And they help them find jobs for the parents, and then they find them permanent housing. And they own permanent housing as well and give them great cheap rents and help them get back on their feet. They're an amazing program. Um, and every year I hosted you know, such an honor to do it two years in a row, their awards banquet. Uh, P.J. Byrne hosted it this year, but they raised, they're raising now about a million dollars per event per time they do it. So that's pretty amazing. So my friend's house on Miley Cyrus's Facebook page or LAFH.org for LA Family Housing, my close personal favorite charities to my heart. Um, both of them are now as well. Um, seems hard to talk about Hollywood's box office woes after that story. <laughs> or about our new iPhone 6s as well. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. Well, I mean, I don't want the podcast. Another thing, I'm trying to make them shorter, tighter, leaner. Shorter. I'd like to be around an hour. I'd like to be done in about 10 Clevo, minutes. Clevo, your fans adore you. I'd like to be done in about 10 minutes. Every minute of podcast time they have with you is gold are you are you fucking me right now i'm not fucking are with you, you fucking me Look, are you I'm trying not. to kiss my ass i'm not just to get I'm this not. recording to go I'm a little not. longer Come on. Oh, listen to me jumbo. Jumbo. go jumbo carino <laughs> um the nfl we can talk about after that oh nfl summarize <laughs> the the story for us as you see it ben morrison at ben the morrison this on Twitter. is the nfl scandal Right. Well, uh, number one, centering around deadbeat CEO Roger Goodell, who has commissioner, commissioner, <laughs> dictator. I say, as a kid who never got picked for football teams. Did Essentially, you, did you try out? I got flag football, but not really much beyond. I, I did the musicals. I was a theater kid. I'm two years varsity football in high school, bro. And you, you know what? You, brain trust. Can can they Google the Glebe High School football photo? I don't think so, but I should Instagram it soon. The fucking uh, that, that, what was it? You, you took that you, one will get some you likes. You took a Tebow because it's, it's so ridiculous. It's so awesome. I it's, took a Tebow. What does that mean? Knee to the knee oh, to the grass. Well, it's a classic football move. It's a classic. He he prayed during it. I didn't. Brain trust. 
You it, know? it is athletic. Like, I was just flexing my forearm, trying to make use of my gym. It time. is the photo that will make you believe a little less that Glebe was an outcast in high school because he's this fucking tan. California high school football bro. Oh, I assure bro. you, I was still a weird outcast when I was on the football team. Well, I was I was terrible at it. I was the <laughs> third string quarterback. Why is your photo so badass? Because I just take good photos sometimes. Oh, you just I understand. You put the Glebe towards it. I put my theater in my photo for football. <laughs> you look like you look Here's like the, the captain thing. of the football team, Glebo. That's sweet. Here's the thing, though. Okay, and <laughs> you I used to do. I used to host the pep rallies while I had my speech problem, and somehow when I would host them, <laughs> I would like figure out how to talk most of the time, even though I couldn't talk in my classes at that time. You've literally never done like a one man show about this or whatever. No. Are you kidding me? A podcast pretty much one man show a lot of the time. No, but I mean. Except when I bring you on, or my parents, or other guests. Look, I have a Crohn's and I have a one man show about pooping in high school. Right, because you You love talking about poop. You are are unique in that you love talking about poop so much. You're the next generation of young, talkative comedians, and you had a speech (laughs) impediment that was so bad in high school. Yeah. And you compensated by joining the football team. This is entertainment. Right. So I'm realizing this for the first time now, actually, is that because I couldn't do the plays I desperately wanted to do. I had to play a sport where I got I was so afraid of it and I got beat up for two years. I got back problems from it. You got beat I got up attack and I mean on the field, you get like tackled then aggressively. Why is your photo so bad ass and dumb? Because I put my non acting from pl- Brain plays. Trust. I put all my non acting from plays into one moment, into the one photo. And um yeah, to make it good. I knew the guy was snapping one. Maybe you do two. I'm pretty sure I asked him to do two and I gotta choose one. Maybe is three. It, is it can, is, is it online anywhere? I'm going to post it on Instagram. i got to find it and post it. Oh. Okay? You don't worry. I'm going to post it. But uh, I was third-string quarterback. I had a Rudy moment once where <laughs> I was put in. With, we had six minutes left in, in, in one of the games. I was put in as defensive end. Why is that so funny? I was put in as defensive end because... You're such a character, man. I was put in as defensive end because... Um, I was terrible, but we were up by so <laughs> we were up by so many points that they didn't care. And I was in defensive end, and the quarterback snaps the ball and he fumbles it. So I actually have a shot to tackle the quarterback now. And I just got on fire, and I fucking knocked out of the way the the defensive lineman blocking me, the 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 uh, D end, and I fucking <laughs> tackled the shit out of the quarterback, floored him. Floored him. He had just gotten back on the ball. I regret not, not j- grabbing the ball and running it back for a touchdown, but I floored him. And I got stickers on my helmet for it. It's my one play. I fucking sacked the quarterback. That's awesome. Like Rudy did. <laughs> got in for like one play inside the quarterback. Not, spoiler alert. Sorry about that. I think that's what happens. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he never gets in. And at the end of the movie, he just never gets in. But um, And that game, I had extra power because I chewed tobacco for the first time in my life <laughs> in the locker room bathroom with this this kid on our team who was, was was from like texas or something and we all thought he was kind of weird and kind of odd and he ended up coming out years later he was a narc <laughs> and he got me to chew tobacco with him in the bathroom uh, uh. but i remember very clearly one practice, and I was backup quarterback, and I would play quarterback in our summer league games. And those actually threw a couple touchdown passes. I caught a <laughs> touchdown passes tight end. I had some fun little moments that didn't count in the real season. 
Okay. Wow. But I remember one time in practice, we were in two days in summer. We have to practice twice a day in the heat of summer, wearing all of our pads. Two like three or four hour practices with huge running conditioning at the end. In the crushing Beverly Hills. It was hot conditions. It was hot, bro. Ooh. Okay. And um, two a day. I still love Snapple peach flavored iced tea to this day because one day Steve Spilsky and I were in practice. We were both wide receivers, also at the time. And That's the he most was like Jewish between, name. I've ever he's Russian. Heard. Between Russian um, Jew. Practice, he's like, I can't wait Come to go on. home and have a Snapple peach iced tea. And I'm like, oh, I never had one of those, but I want one. <laughs> and ever since then, I love it because it reminds me of the squelching summer Beverly Hills heat when I was between football no, practices. It reminds you of a rare moment of genuine male camaraderie as an anxiety Jewish youth. That is true. One time I also came out for football practice. You came out, really? We <laughs> for football practice. Is it a closet? Um, it was, again, almost Halloween time, right? That's what uh-huh. football season is. Uh-huh. And our helmets were bright orange. And <laughs> bright I was orange. Su- I was such a goofball that I, and not football oriented, but like funny on the team. I was the funny one on the football team. I came out. <laughs> Hold on. With. I can see the ESPN report. <clears throat> and thank God for the funny on this team to run at 53 yards. <laughs> Psychologically, <laughs> joke-wise, um, that punchline really was connected, connected, and school scored for a touchdown. Ray Rice wanted to punch the yardage out of him, but he had to slap the funny into him. Okay, Next unnecessary Ray Rice joke. Huh? Unnecessary Ray Rice joke. It's current. Um, yeah. So what? So is fucking ISIS? You're gonna go bomb people because it's current? So you follow trends like that? You were the funny one. So I came out to practice with on my bright orange helmet the day before Halloween, drawn a jack-o'-lantern on each side of the helmet, jack-o'-lantern face. And wow. that, that kind of horseplay is frowned upon in a reg- regimented army environment. Being on a football team, the one thing that is really interesting about it is, one of the many things, is it truly, it's like without risk of at least being shot and killed, it's like being in an army. You train like you're in an army, right? You're troops. And... Um, football is like war, very much like war, except <laughs> it is. It's it's a, it's it's planned, specific assault plans and attack plans where you're going into enemy territory. You know, George Carlin explains it very well in his famous bit about football. Um, it, they always say it's like a war out there. You're getting injured. People are getting taken off, taken off the field in stretchers. George Carlin's bit, he goes, I see such a war out there. Leave them out there. Someone gets injured. Leave them. Wait till the fucking Red Cross comes out and takes them out of there. Wow. Yeah, very edgy but interesting and very funny um <laughs> you just labeled your own bit very funny it's a george carlin but are you even listening put your fucking iphone 6 down i mean jesus iPhone Christ. Six. you like yours your are on your phone during the podcast while we're talking what were you looking at right now those are a segue what were you looking at right now I, nothing i'm, I'm calling saying. you i want to know the truth what were you looking at if you're gonna look at it during the podcast you gotta tell me what the fuck you're looking fact, at but my were email has not loaded on the were iphone you, be honest were you texting your ex-girlfriend during no, the podcast i have no f- mail why are you checking your email during because it didn't sync with my mail and i have no mail on my sync your iPhone. Fucking email during the podcast no i'm just yes you're trying to sync your fucking email during the podcast i put it down yeah i'm gonna do what I'm going to take your enormously large iPhone 6. It's not that big. It's not the plus. It's bigger than the normal iPhone. It's quite big. But it's not I'm, a plus. You listen to me. You plus is like real big. You shut the fuck up for a moment. I'm just saying. If like I'm going to shove your iPhone 6 up your ass. It's about semantics. Like a so plus. far. The plus is like a lot of like cutting, chafing. The 6 might slip in quite nice. Because it's thinner. It's quite thinner, yeah. 
because it's thinner. The Plus has like a bigger lens for cameras, optical image stable. Be a little bump on it, passes the lens part. It's like half an inch worth of tearage, man. It's like a big difference. Can I just tell you something else? What? This grapefruit juice is fucking unbelievable. I didn't spike it. It's just such a pure, strong, overwhelming citrus flavor. I filled it with a lot of citrus. I tried. I mean, you didn't put extra citrus in it. That's just a lie. Next round of celebrity hacker photos came out. <laughs> Next round of celebrity hacker photos came out. <laughs> tell us, tell us who, who, who has been released upon. <laughs> tell us the full list because I don't even know this story. First round was... Jennifer uh, Lawrence, because I do know that 20, part. 20, that was released, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, heavy. Uh, Kate Upton, yeah. heavy. Yeah. Uh, That's, she has a nice body and one that people should embrace. She's not heavy. Yeah. There were a lot of photos, and I'm not saying this because I saw them, <clears throat> but there's a lot of photos, mostly of Kate Upton. Did you see the photos? Did you just gulp? No. I'll take that as a probably. Um, uh, anyway. I don't even know why we, I, I don't know why it, the news just reports on these things like it is newsworthy. The, I mean, the news never these days gives any pause and thinks if it's a bad thing that they release, maybe we shouldn't cover it incessantly because then it validates the action as something that should be talked about. I feel like the news a lot of times does both parts. They announce the story, and then given our internet culture, they give us the roadmap right. to uh, acquire the very... Zetrius they're reporting on, so which is exactly they... how I found the celebrity photos. Oh, shit. He admits it. <laughs> There's man. a lot of Kate Upton, dude. Oh, my God. Woo! Crazy stuff. I mean, look, if I... Look, I'm not saying... Look, if it were put in front of my... I think it's deplorable that it happened. If it were put in front of my face, would I look at it? I would probably look at it. Just as a reporter, as a journalist, I would look at it so I could form an opinion as to how inappropriate it was that I was seeing that. And or how hot it was, since I was already looking at it. But of you, course it's horrible at somebody's privacy. It's, I don't mean to joke about the case itself. It's something that should not be done. People's privacy should not be invaded and their personal lives revealed to the world. Of course it's a very fucked up thing, and I think the news should not be reporting it because it validates that shitty story. If you don't put your fucking iPhone down, seriously. It's iPhone 6. Why are you on your phone right now? I'm just saying, I'm sending something. Don't send a fucking email during the podcast because you're not fucking focusing. I'm, I'm serious. So focused. No, you're not. You're sending a fucking email during it. Text. Who'd you text? <laughs> your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Just... You text your ex-girlfriend? Hackers. Just texting hackers. You're texting hackers? <laughs> yeah. I'm supposed to believe that. <laughs> uh, passwords and stuff. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you. I know. Okay, I'm disappointed in you. I know. I know. Hey, you didn't, like you didn't, you didn't even share any of the NFL details, did you? I put you ah. in charge of that, and you didn't even say one word about it. Pre-monologue. Getting back on track. The NFL has had a real shit week. Given few the weeks. Two weeks. Few Beginning weeks. with the uh, actual viewing of the Ray Rice Elevator uh, slap video. Continuing with the domestic abuse charges against uh, Adrian Peterson. Is that his name? Who apparently of hit his, his child. Hit his 
not only hit his kid with the switch, but really fucked his kid up. Like a tree branch. Apparently. Yeah, a, like a straight like 1830s disciplining tree branch. And uh, I think the main problem has been that uh, Goodell, commissioner at general, began with the allegation that he had seen the video of the actual sucker punch in the elevator six months ago and buried it. Given he all denies the, that, though. He, come on. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I think it's really stupid. Again, the media is stupid and shifted to that being the issue. That, of course, is not great. The far larger issue is these grander issues of spousal abuse and domestic abuse and child abuse, and that needs to be the focus. And so deal think, next with Goodell. It's fine. He should have taken action faster. Why do you is that think the there's issue? any... Uh, uh, I think somebody who punches his wife should not be allowed to play in the NFL and make millions of dollars. I'm saying, do you think that... That's not a very capitalist way to... to I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying compare the NFL to the uh, NBA and considering what these dudes are juicing through their veins to achieve maximum performance. Who, NFL or NBA? Both. Or no. There's no scan- accusing scandal of of What's a baseball steroids. One? It's just baseball. They don't say it in the NFL a lot. You don't hear steroids in the NFL. No? No, it's just they, baseball. They should look. I mean, you know like three things about sports. I feel like this time of growth and self-reflection with being off the pockets, maybe it's just a bitter old man. I'm just a bitter old man now. Yeah, well, maybe, uh, I'm a bitter old man now. Maybe I'm your slightly less bitter confidant. Good. Confidant? A little confidant. Did you just say confidant? A wee confidant. Allow me to explain the concept to you, Benjamin. I'm listening. Come on, fucker. It is important to realize that when you share a fact with another man. Another man. Those facts stay between the two of you. Those facts. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. The touch, the feel of cotton. cotton the fabric, fabric of our lives. I mean, that's actually an interesting thing. Um, what, cotton? Well, the, that Aaron Neville sang the cotton campaign at some point. Yeah. Oh man, think about Which that. But the point is I've made in the past in the podcast is maybe maybe as a successful black entertainer, maybe the one campaign you turn down is the cotton campaign. <laughs> because it's really just don't sell that one product. Wow, I did, I'd never thought about that. And he's, but he sings it so beautifully in his defense. He sings it so beautifully he goes He's redeemed he goes, cotton. Because he's saying it like this, he goes the touch the feel of cotton. The fabric of her life. He just loves touching it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Aaron Neville loves touching wow. cotton. Wow. Oh, my the, God. The, the blotch can, on his, on his face want, is made of cotton. If you want. He loves cotton that much. That track on iTunes, just search for uh, Uncle Tom. Whoa, why? Why do you say inappropriate things? Why is it Uncle Tom of him? I, mean, I understand that's kind of the implication I was making with the joke before. That's I kind the of... entire setup. <laughs> no. You even sang it in a black voice. No, I didn't. I sang it in an Aaron Neville voice. You so see black. the world through a very racial lens, man. He is black. So if it sounds like other black people, that's not an, a stereotypical or, or oh, easy accent. my God. It's an Aaron Neville impression. Dude. You're what? part of you're you're on this island with me, man. What island? 
the inappropriate island. No, I'm not. I walk the line and I stay on the fucking civilized side of it. Oh, you did. And it's almost Aaron like you Neville? enjoy diving into the inappropriate side of it. You like diving into into wet fart lake, okay? To use your parlance. Where there's a bunch of Nazis and people with Down syndrome that you like to make fun of for no fucking reason other than to be shocking. I have been such a good co-host tonight. According to you and the people you've been emailing, apparently. <laughs> I've only taken out a list of 4,000. What does that mean? I've emailed 4,000. You, you respect people to believe that you emailed 4,000 people during this podcast? So I was texting. You expect people to believe that? I was texting my list. You, 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 you have a mass text list? Coups take time. Who? Huh? What? 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 Huh? What? I don't know. I want to play it for you, and you tell me it doesn't sound like an accurate Aaron Neville impression. And how long have we been recording, by the way? Long enough, Mikey. How long have we been recording, Sandwich? God, I am like, I'm, I'm, I'm aggressive tonight. Gleeb has the he has the three week podcast build up fire. It's been like, like a, it. maybe a month and a half. Hour and ten minutes. It's a good length. Yeah. We could end it with this Aaron Neville Cotton theme song. Your fans are loving this, dude. Dude, we're Calvary, okay? We're the Brain Trust. All right, Rough Riders, the Big Gleebers in all of us. The Friends of Benefits, the Glebe Squad, <laughs> the Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen, okay? Do you be Glebe or do you not be Glebe? Are you a big Glebeer? I am. Are you? I am. sometimes I doubt it. Are you kidding me? Am I kidding me? Are you kidding me? Hurricane in Cabo, no one's talking about it. That's unfortunate. Oh, it really devastated the area. We were going to be going to the Cabo Comedy Festival. Oh. It was canceled. We're going to go for six days of a Mexican Riviera vacation. Oh, I get why we can't, but I'm still sad. We're sad for us. We're not sad for the people whose town was devastated. <laughs> we're sad. Ooh, we lost our vacation. <laughs> our paid for Mexican Riviera vacation. I, I'm, I'm sad for the people. Who can't get to experience this Cabo Comedy Festival. <laughs> Look, it will rebuild. The festival will rebuild. Uh-huh. The town, hopefully, as well. No, seriously, <laughs> the town will rebuild. It's, it's one of my favorite towns. It'll move slightly north. <laughs> Cabo rebuild. It'll be fine. I like how you acted as though you were outraged that the world wasn't talking about it, and then you mock it mercilessly. <laughs> I d- You're outraged about your your about what you do. You, you notice that you're angry at me because I remind I remind am you I, of me I remind you of me. Am I angry? I remind me of you. I don't know. Am I angry or am I just pointing out certain truths that are hard for you to confront, Benjamin? Huh? 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 Are you gonna answer, Mayor? You you told me in an improv gesture to not say anything. 
because you speak every half second and you cut off every third line that I say, Mr. Call out behind the scenes fucking shit, then I'll call out your repeated mortal sin of improv is not fucking listening, stepping on lines and looking at your fucking telephone and texting your ex-girlfriend during a podcast. Okay, bro. I asked you a little. And that wasn't in Jason Statham's voice. That was in my fucking voice. I asked you a simple question. What was the question? Why do you monologue? Hmm? 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 <laughs> huh? Do you think people get that this is performance art? I, I hope so. I'm going to play for you without you beatboxing the, the very end of this, okay? And just tell me, you're gonna, I, hope, I hope that you learn the decency after I do this side-by-side side for you to take back that you think my Aaron Neville was a stereotypical accent when it is a nearly spot-on rendition of this man's particular voice. This is literally what this whole thing is about, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to put the mic More than ISIS. Down. Put the mic down for a moment and listen <laughs> to this, okay? And then pick it up and tell me what you think, okay? Because, by golly, do I disagree. By golly. Uh, I just, you, can't, you can't leave the mic down for two seconds. It's unbelievable. It's like you have a compulsion. It's like you have Tourette's with your arm and your mouth also. With a mic in between of them. And then you grab it at me repeatedly. Here it is. The touch and the feel of cotton. The fabric of our lives. The touch. I'm, I got a little distracted because it started playing again. At the end, I lost it. But just overall, tell me your thoughts. No? You don't think it's that good? Okay, I'll work on it. I can work on it. Is there anything you want to yell at me about? I don't want to make it seem like I can't be yelled at either. I can be yelled at. If you have a genuine gripe, bring it to me. So I just try to be a good host. And I feel like sometimes while you're incredibly talented and incredibly funny, you have no regard for the rules. You're like a loose cannon. And it's hard to work with a loose cannon sometimes. I'll be honest with you. You're like Goose and Top Gun. <clears throat> I think if we see a loose cannon, he ends up like dying. And I should have said, spoiler alert. Go ahead, Ben. Who's raising his hand now. It's very nice of you. Please. I've been on this podcast like maybe 20 times. Yeah, more this than anybody. So you know I believe in your talent. This is literally the least I've spoken. Okay, I challenge anyone to clock the amount of time that Ben speaks. And if you want to go a step further, do that or and or clock how many times he literally speaks stepping on me when I'm still saying words <laughs> that you then cannot hear the end of my sentence because yep. Ben decides to, to bulldoze in. If anybody does that favor for me, I will send you a free CD, Ben Glebe Live from the Vortex, okay? 
because you have done me a great service to prove a point for once and for all. And the amount of time I spoke versus how long time he spoke. I would love that. Anyone who can find a Not higher... counting the intro where only I speak with myself, and he still chimed in inappropriately. <laughs> because I made the intro for you. You came to my... Three years ago, bro. Oh, I do shit for you all the time. Oh, I was so pissed at you when I was making that intro. You were so loud. Right. Because I made you fucking make an intro once. Wouldn't let me compose. In an evening. And we did it. You know what? You know what? You know what, Ben? You know what? And it's for three and a half, three years been the thing. And on the podcast, I've had you on so many times. Benny? Yeah. This is the new, not angered by anything, me. I, in conjunction with Ben's previous proclamation, encourage and will support any regular listeners to this fine podcast to actually add up the amount of time in previous episodes between the two of us where I speak, he speaks, and present the data to us. Sure. And number of cutoffs, please, but especially this episode. Cutoffs count for what? Twice as many as? A cutoff is like grounds to be cut off from the podcast <clears throat> forever, in my opinion. <laughs> Just that one. Really? Maybe you're allowed one to slip, maybe two. But two? 15 or 20? Cutoffs? 15 or 20? And I guarantee that number's at least at 15 in this podcast. You know what? Sure, sure. Let, let's get the Uber fans out. Let's get the numbers. Fans of the app Uber? What does that have to do with this? Why is that germane They're to this? They're very driven. Right there, you did it again. That was They're the very exact, driven. Perfect example. I say, why is that germane to the... And you jump over the end of my sentence and say, They're very driven. So you're saying they're very driven in a weird old Jewish accent is more important to you than me finishing my fucking sentence. It's why? an Uber joke. Uber, they're very driven. But why God couldn't you have waited it. another quarter second till I finish my sentence by listening and then saying your thing because and you both of us get our thoughts were out. You're pouncing on me with your eyes. My eyes don't affect the recording, do they, Ben? They affect your co-host. Is there anything you want to yell at me about? Because I'd love to hear it. Because then, because if, if there's not, it makes my yelling justified. I'm not angry anymore, Ben. I'm just here. During the podcast, you ate a chicken curry meal you emailed, you texted, you cut me off 45 times. Why do I have you on the podcast as a, as a co-host? You're the only person ever that I argue with to this degree. I, Why would I do it? I don't, I don't know. Why would I do it? Give me one reason. Explain the rationale why you're like, you'd be, let's have him on, him on again. He's smooth, man. He feels great to have on the podcast. Um, it has been a great time, Ben, having you on the podcast. Uh, one of my favorite appearances of you on the podcast. Um, any last words, parting thoughts, plugs, anything else you would like to, uh, to share with everybody? Huh? Anything else you want to share? Know one, one thought. <clears throat> The brain trust needs glebe every week because the more glebe that builds up in the glebe, it gets it's terrible. Unleashed. It really gets. It, I've had too much energy stored up. <laughs> True, that I will grant you. I love you. You you, you are literally my brother, but you unleash. I, some, I'm not literally your brother because that means that blood relatedly. You are unliterally. Yeah, I'm metaphorically your brother. You are maybe. metaphorically my brother. I'm like a brother would make me similarly your brother. Similarly. Post-tractionally, the world needs a weekly glee, or else B ain't gonna be so glee, if you know what I mean. 
I mean, I sort of do, but I sort of D. I love you, man. Okay, here, let me just say this. I love you too. You know that. I believe in you. I wrote you a nice card before you came in here. In fact, you want to read the card? So can I read the card what I wrote to you? Can you grab it and, and I'll read it to you? Because I don't know where you put it. And then I'll read it to you, to the audience. Because I want people to know that I care about you and I love you too. And I only <laughs> yell out of sheer frustration because you never listen to me. And you make my life difficult when I try to help you out and, and, and share my life and career with you. You can't explain the thing Didn't by I justifying di- the thing. Yeah, I can. Didn't I just bring, just just invite you to Summit? You performed this weekend at Summit. My favorite place on earth. My 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 Valhalla. I share with you, and you come back, and, and and then you just cut me off. You know why? Why? Why would you do that to me? Why would you? Why? Why would you do that to me? Huh? So read the nice card I wrote you. <laughs> come on, read it to everybody. <laughs> ben. You better read the fucking nice card that I wrote. You listen to me very closely. If you don't read the fucking appreciation card I gave you (laughs) about what you mean to me in my life, I will fucking take your nose and smash it into your own appreciation card so deep you'll be able to snort the ink back up in there and then write your own response. Thank you, card, to my appreciation letter. Subscribe. Next week on Ben Glebe's IFC show about a comedian who thanks his friends like that. <laughs> it's called Marin. <laughs> it is called Marin. <laughs> All right. I'm doing my best here, given that that's if what... you mispronounce one word... Would you stop killing the cement... Some, sentimentality of this by that fucking I'm gonna rape your skull stay the boys why do you always add rape to something when did I ever say rape (laughs) you are like my ex-girlfriend I said oh if that's what the arguments were like with your ex-girlfriend newsflash for you you were actually wrong and she had a right to be annoyed you're you're intolerable sometimes you don't keep your logic on a conversation when you get in your own fucking flow well that's probably things she said to you too huh the truth hurts doesn't it Ben is it truth Master Wayne is it truth You've gone. Is from, it truth, Master Wayne? You've gone from sincerely thanking me I as just a would like to, I would, get, to having I would me gather like. a card you wrote to a yes. crazy Jason Statham voice, to a damning Jewish mother how about, about my ex. You are driving me insane. How about a Michael Caine voice? Right, blow the doors off. Yes, no, what, what is that? What was that? You didn't let me. You've got to blow the fucking you, doors you, off. You, you cut me off with a more <laughs> over-the-top cockney, not Michael Caine voice. I can't do a Michael Caine. But you didn't let me do it. Am yet. I going to read this fucking card or not? Listen, I'm going to let you read the card where I oh thank God. you for, for stuff to everybody back, so they know I'm oh nice. My in a God. moment. Oh my! In a you're moment. Gonna let, in a moment, you're going to let me. Yes, if you just wait till I'm done doing another thing. God. Okay, just hold on a minute. All right, God. Right now, what I'm trying to do is do a Michael Caine voice explaining that it's very hard for you to get up while you're wearing headphones because, Master Wayne, they're attached to the system. So now, without further ado, as this impression quickly goes down the drain. Read to everybody in a beautiful voice with meaning, with meaning, the nice things that I had to say to you. Anytime, <clears throat> anytime now. 
to my namesake, Ben. <laughs> Thank you <clears throat> for many contributions <laughs> to, v- to this podcast. <laughs> this one I actually wrote, but not really. I didn't have that voice in mind. Go ahead. And more felonely. I mean, you're so loud. Get a little off the mic because it's popping every time you're speaking. To my life. That's better. You are a raconteur. Have you trouble reading there? Hmm. British guy? I mean, I'll tell you what it is that I said there. Raconteur. I mean, you don't read my stuff very well. I'm going to read it to you. Here's what I wrote to you. To my namesake, Ben. To my namesake, Ben. Thank you for your many contributions to this podcast. Thank you to my many contributions to your podcast. And more personally. And more personally. To my life. To my life. You are a raconteur. You're a raconteur, man. A comrade. A comrade. And a confidant. A fucking confidant, bruv. Yours truly. Yours fucking truly. Ben also. Ben Fucking also. P.S. P.S. Fairly certain I misspelled raconteur. You did. Parentheses at least one of the times. Half of them. At least one or two. Odds are I spelled it differently at two times. Right, bro. Right, bro. Yes. So what's your emotional reaction to uh, (coughs) the shit I wrote for you there? (coughs) Oh, don't cry. No, no. Are you crying? I'm not fucking crying, Are bro. you crying? <laughs> Why are you crying? I'm not crying bro. Don't be a little crying, twizzly bro. wiggly woman right Look, now. Look, fucker, huh? I'm not crying. I'm. <clears throat> I'm not fucking. <clears throat> hey, come here, you daft bastard. Oh. <clears throat> That's all right, bear hug there, my right, mate? I'm not crying. It's just like what you said was like really like a fucking touch. You touch me right there as well, my look, friend. Leave. I just want like look. you touch me deep right there. You too, like you touch. Absolutely, me so deep, I love like, you too. If I was in the states, I'd have to like literally knock on doors and it's tell like my neighbours what I did bad. Right? Exactly right. It's like we still haven't found what we're looking for. Am I right? It's like hello. My name is Ben. I like toddlers. What? Why you did it again? You just take it to the worst place. Why? That's a sentence you just said. Why? That's the, the joke we were. In. No, but it's the worst joke, and it's a joke. It's not worth making. We always have this debate. Dude, I am not going to so, catch shit for this after this podcast. It's so funny. It's like it's so funny. It's just so funny. It's like you have moments of brilliance, but to get to them, oh, you know what it's like to get to them. God. You know what it's like for me to get to them. I love you, Benny. 
I still love you too, Glevo. You might have me for life, baby. All the differences between us, they just, they just differences. Don't mean we can't be mates. Forever, mate. Between you and me, all yeah. of our differences disappear, disappear the last week on this earth. Well said, my friend. Until last week, next week, this has been the last week on earth. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.